Chapter 7 of Hal and Lester. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Christina Ordonez, Claremont, Florida. Hal and Lester by Pansy. Chapter 7 Upward. Helen was improving. Everybody noticed it. As the weeks and months passed, she was slowly, but surely, gaining the control of her temper learning to govern her words and her looks. Yes, even her thoughts. Cornelia said, good-naturedly, that she would have to find a new name for her, as she did not remind her of a torpedo as much as she used to. And Louise told her brother, confidently, that Nell was getting to be a real sweet. The prize composition, which had caused her a day so full of sorrow, was read, and Helen did not gain the prize, and Laura Selby didn't. After the exhibition was over, Helen said, I'm glad you got it, Laura. I liked your composition very much. And Laura answered, I'm sure. I don't think it was a bit better than yours. And she added to Susie White, as Helen turned away, Did you ever, in your life, see such a change in anybody as there had been in Helen? She is Christian, said Susie, simply. Susie was trying to follow her example. Cleveland was talking with the teachers and the minister when Helen passed through the large schoolroom on her way out, but he caught a glimpse of her among the girls and bowed and smiled in such a bright, glad way that her face flushed with pleasure. She understood him. She knew if he had a chance, he would have whispered, You did not gain a prize, but I know you gained a victory. Don't think that Helen had grown to be a perfect little girl. She made a great many mistakes and sometimes failed entirely. But she was trying, trying hard, and she had a friend who could always help her. On no one did the evident change in Helen make a deeper impression than on Fred. It seemed to astonish him so much that the hot-tempered little girl, who used to fly into a passion a dozen times a day, should really be growing gentle and kind. Fred was ill at ease during these days. Since the Sabbath evening ride with Cleveland, he had never been able to get over the feeling that he was a coward. He was careful to keep away from his brother, who thought it best to leave him to himself, or, rather, to God. But, oh, how earnestly he prayed, how anxious he felt for Fred. As for Helen, her heart went out toward her younger sister. Louise was almost always sweet and loving, but so very, very giddy. She could not, or would not, keep still long enough to talk or think about anything for five minutes at a time. Helen could only pray for her, and dear little Eddie, among all these people, do not forget him. His Sabbath stories had grown to be Helen's afternoon duty, and how dearly he loved them. Eddie was a very precious little brother. Helen had always loved him, but now it seemed to her that she almost worshipped his sweet face. Cleveland, said she, one evening as Eddie, having heard his story and received a shower of kisses, ran away. I can't help thinking that dear little Eddie is trying to be a Christian. He talks about it a great deal. I believe he is one, answered Cleveland, looking after the blue-eyed pet with thoughtful eyes. You know, Nellie, that a very little child can learn to love the Savior, and he really seems to be trying to please Jesus. End of chapter 7. Recording by Christina Ordonez, Claremont, Florida.